Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. I Love Old Time Radio producing a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode was originally aired February 10th, 1946, and it's called The Living Head. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Shadow knows. <laughs> the shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Living Head. As our story opens, a large black sedan rolls down a back road leading into town. And suddenly, another car swings out and falls in behind the large sedan. In the first car are a man and a woman. What's the matter, honey? Why do you make you nervous? Of course not, Tannery. Oh, that's the car back there. Oh, well, this isn't a private road, you know. No. I've got the funniest feeling. Oh, nonsense, honey. That movie we just saw gave you ideas. They just happen to be going our way. Maybe. They're getting closer all the time. They're just trying to pass us, that's all. Stop here, look out. Look out. Look out. You all right, Marie? I think so. Ken, those men, they're getting out and coming back. Yeah, so I see. I have something to say to them. Oh, well, if it ain't Mr. and Mrs. Ken Martin. Well, I'll... How do you know my name? I've got a Ouija board, cousin. Get out of there. Say, what is all this? Ken, that other man, he's got a gun. Yeah. 
A gun. Oh, sorry, folks. That's Loki. That gun of his has a bad habit of going off. <laughs> bad habit. Can we, for my sake, do it here? I'm waiting for you two to get out of that car. Maybe I ought to help you out. What do you want? What is all this? We want 20000 cash. Well, you're crazy. We haven't got anything like that. You ain't looked at your bank book lately, cousin. We was figuring on holding you a security sort of. Shouldn't have, was eh? Marie, don't give them a penny. Oh, they get those spoiling things. I thought we was getting along so nice. Persuade them, Luke. <coughs> get him up. Drop him again. Oh, oh, please, please, don't hit him again. You'll kill him. Okay, sir. You'll behave and he don't have to get any more sleep. You don't? I will. I'll do anything you say. Maybe on the other hand, uh, you ought to meet Mr. George. He might have a lot in common with him. I don't know if he's there. <laughs> a lot. You see, Mr. Jordan had 20 grand. He could spare two on me. Besides how smart he's been. In a car, lady. Oh, my husband, what about him? He's coming with us, too. I want both of you nice people to meet Mr. Short. Hello, Professor. We've got company for Mr. Jordan. Good, good. I'm getting lonely lately. I'll be glad to see somebody. Is that Mr. Jordan? This lady comes to you, Mr. Jordan. Yeah. We've got a husband out in the car. He'll be staying with us for a while. Oh, oh good. Depends. This is Mr. Jordan's little room, Mrs. Martin. Don't be too annoyed if he doesn't stand up when you enter. Like the candles, Professor. Certainly. Here we are. Cozy little place, isn't it? I want to get out of here. And Mrs. Martin, we ain't even seen Mr. Jordan yet. Mr. Jordan? Certainly. That's Mr. Jordan on the table there. I'll step up and meet him. Oh, that ain't very polite, Mrs. Martin. Mr. Jordan gets mighty lonesome. Take his cover off, Professor. There you are. Come on, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> You're not very handsome, Mr. You'll be hurting Mr. Jordan's feelings, Mrs. Martin. You see, Mr. Jordan is alive, Mrs. Martin, and therefore he's rather sensitive. No, no, it can't be. It's a little experiment of mine, Mrs. Martin. Mr. Jordan is... Kept alive by means of a mechanical pump. Of course, it's Professor, the lady ain't interested in that. Wake up, Mr. Jordan. No, no, no. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Jordan, wake up. He's got company. Huh? His eyes are open. It's impossible. I won't believe it. I won't believe it. Unfortunately, my experiments have not reached the stage where Mr. Jordan can articulate clearly. But perhaps that's just as well after what he's been through. I don't believe his conversation would be very pleasant. Get me out of here. Please, please. I can't stand anymore. Let him go back to sleep, Professor. We'll go outside. Well, Mrs. Martin, now that you've seen Mr. Jordan, you know what could happen to your husband. I'll pay. I'll pay anything. Oh, we can't let him be home. You must promise me that. Can't let him be home. Okay. Oh, and as long as you play ball, and as long as you remember, Mrs. Lawton, that talking to cops is poison. 
Commissioner Ken Martin was only an acquaintance of ours, but I just wanted you to know if there's any way I can help in breaking up this rotten kidnapping racket, I'll do it. I think any decent citizen would. Well, there's nothing I'd like more than to bust this kidnapping gang wide open, but right now I am the time. Well, do you have any idea who the gang might be, Commissioner? We've had every creep and stool and mug in the city into the lineup, and we haven't had a lead yet. What about the families of the victims, Commissioner? Well, they won't tell us a thing. Somehow this gang has put something that must be even worse than the fear of death into these people. Have you talked to Mrs. Martin? And she won't say a thing. Admits her husband's missing, sure. But we can't get another peep out of Well, Lawton? Yeah, I know. Send him in. Here's another example, Cranston. This fellow Lawton was in a car with his partner Marcus when Marcus was murdered. But Lawton won't say a word. Uh, come in, Mr. Lawton. You, uh... Want to see me again, Commissioner? Yes, Mr. Lawton. We need your help to break up this filthy racket. You saw the man who killed your partner. You must have. You can help free the city from that terror if you drop it. I'm sorry, Commissioner. I I can't help you. But you must, man. We'll give you protection. Could you protect Marcus? Could you protect any of the others? So you're afraid. You'd rather let those rats go scot-free than risk your own eyes. Sorry, Commissioner. I I can't help you. That's final, Mr. Lawton? I'm sorry, yes. Okay, that's all. See what I'm up against, Cranston? Yes, I see, Commissioner. This racket has to be smashed if the citizens themselves have to turn over every stone in town and crush what runs out from under it. Yes, but how? How? I don't know. But we'll help any way we can, Commissioner. Anyway. Well, thanks, Lamont. I'll let you know if there's anything you can do. Uh, darling, we ought to be going. Yes, well. Goodbye, Commissioner. Uh, goodbye. I've never seen you so wrought up about a case, Lamont. Not just a case. This whole business of kidnapping, Margot. Mm-hmm. The vilest crime in the book. Yes, it is. There's only something we could do, though. I think the first thing is to have a talk with Marie Martin. She didn't talk to the police, and she may not talk to us. But she just might give us some kind of a lead. I know you're trying to help me, Captain, but I have nothing to tell you. But Ken would want you to help stamp out this racket, Mrs. Martin. Please leave me alone. You can't help. Oh, no, my mother's mother was The police will protect you, Mrs. Martin. Protect Against being killed for me. There are worse things than dying. Uh, worse than dying? Yes. Wanting to die and not being able to. You don't have to, you know. There's more than a truth. You've got to tell us one, Mrs. Martin. Have you ever heard of a living head of what? What is it, Mrs. Martin? No, no. I can't tell you. I won't tell. I won't. Loki, boss. You're supposed to be watching the Martin Day's place, Loki. I am, boss. But something happened. What happened? Mrs. Martin had some guy in a day visited a day. They tried to feed a bird seed. He's saying? Not a jerk. Who's the company? Same name of Marco Lane. Got an apartment at the Dexter Arms. Nice work, Loki. Now what, boss? You say a social call on this lane, Loki. When, boss? Tonight. Put Jimmy in the back way and be waiting in her apartment when she gets home. When she opens her door, stop. Maybe we can discourage him from being too nosy. Well, here you are, Margot. 
delivered right to your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to come in for a minute, darling? No, I'd better not. Thanks, just the same. You're worried about the kidnapping, don't you? Yes, ma'am. I'm afraid Weston's right. One of the victims is going to talk. Mrs. Martin sounded mortally afraid. Yes. Afraid of something worse than death. Yes, I... So let me have your key, darling. Oh. Here. Probably she was more afraid for her husband than for herself. That's giving up the strongest weapon. The fact that people will do anything to protect loved ones from harm. She's stuck. Oh. There we are. Good. Come on, Mr. Neal. It'll help maybe if we talk the thing out. I'll make you some coffee. Uh, I shouldn't, but I guess a few minutes won't hurt at that. Of course it won't. Wait a second. What's that? But I heard something in there. Oh, don't be silly, darling. There's nobody home. That's probably just an imagination. You know, Margo, I've been... Check it out. We got your boyfriend covered. You kick up and he gets it. <laughs> it's fair, but that's right. What do you want? That's funny, cousin, because me and my friend Loki here wanted to ask you the same question. What are you talking about? You and the sleeping beauty have been trying to pump the Martin's name. Why? What's it to you? I don't know what you mean. Okay. You keep a score on your boyfriend. Get him up, Loki. No! No, no, please, you can't! Stir him up a little with your toe. Yeah. Oh, no! Get up, Mr. Oh, Grab the pen, Luke. You got two hands, did you? Look, look, I said hold the pen. Look, right. Nah, she's wiggling. There. Now nah, she's pretty quiet. Get the boyfriend up on his feet. Okay. There you are. Bring him a little more to the right, you see. That's it. Now hold him. Keep him up, Luke. A really good one. Something to remember. Right. <laughs> They say that misery loves company, but wouldn't misery a lot rather have some honest-to-goodness relief? Now, folks, anytime you are burdened down with the usual miseries of a cold, there's relief waiting for you at your druggist under the name of Grove Cold Tablets. What a medicine it is. A multiple medicine compounded like a doctor's prescription. Here's no mere headache tablet, but a combination of eight active ingredients. Yes, eight medicinal ingredients that'll take right hold and work internally on all these usual cold miseries at once. I mean, they help reduce fever, relieve headaches, alleviate body aches and pains, reduce nasal stuffiness. It's no wonder that millions of cold sufferers have turned to grow for cold relief for 51 years. Of course, rest and avoid exposure. But be sure you insist on the genuine Grove cold tablets and take exactly as directed. Look for the Grove signature on the box because G-R-O-V-E spells relief from cold miseries. And now, back to the shadow. kidnapping ring, are ambushed by the gangsters in Margot's apartment and are viciously beaten. The gangsters manage to slip out the back way when they hear a pounding on the door. 
There he is on the floor. He's, oh, he's been beaten. Bad. What's happened? Downstairs. They're in my apartment in the doctor. Mr. Sweeney, would you get some water, please? Sure thing, Mr. Lee. Lamont. Lamont. Oh, my head. You're all right? I think so, dear. Do you Miss Lane? Mr. Cranston, all right. Thank you, Mr. Sweeney. You must have scared them off from the knock. Get on. It's cold water makes you feel better. All right, I think we'd better get to the doctor. That won't be necessary, Martha. I'll be all right. Okay, if there's anything else I can do, you let me know. Oh, well, thanks again. Thank you. Oh, this did it, Martha. It's a personal matter now. Well, now, wait a minute, darling. You're better, Ray. No, I'm going to track that gang down if it's the last thing I do. I think the shadow can get some information, Martha. Are you going back to see Mrs. Martin? No. A visit to Mrs. Martin now might jeopardize her husband's life. Lawton, the man we saw in Commissioner Weston's office today is the one I want to see now. But he won't talk either, darling. We saw that ourselves. He'll talk to me, Margot. But he's afraid of is his own life. If I can protect him, he'll tell plenty to the shadow. Mr. Lawton. Who said that? Where's the light? There's no one here. The shadow is here. I I can't see anyone. No man can see the shadow. I'm here to learn the names of the men behind this kidnapping terror. Where I may find them. I can't tell you. I won't tell you. You'll tell me, Lawton. I'm going to smash that ring if it takes me the rest of my life. But if they find out I've talked, they'll kill me. They'll they'll make me the living head. No man will ever know what you've told the shadow. I want to believe that. I'd like to help. What is this living head you talk about? Oh, it's horrible. They keep it alive somehow. It just stares as if it wants to die. The shadow will see there is no more living head, Lawton. If you'll give me the information I need, how can I contact these kidnappers? Who are they? Where are they? I don't know. I, I'm supposed to meet them tomorrow night. To pay them $5,000 they've demanded to let me live. Tomorrow night? Where? At the old country road. At midnight. You'll keep your appointment, Lawton. But you'll tell them you haven't the money. No, I mustn't, Bill. The shadow will protect you, Lawton. You must do as I say. Meet them as you plan, but do not give them the money, you understand? I understand. I'll do it. I'll do as you say, Shadow. Where were you all afternoon, Lamont? Library mostly, Margot. Then I dropped up to the medical college, talked to Dr. Rosanoff, the famous vivisectionist. And what's going to happen tonight? Lawton's meeting the kidnappers, but he's not going to pay. Darling, what will they do to him? Take him to their hideout, I hope. Won't he be in danger? No, Margot. I'm going to follow as the shadow when they take Lawton to their hideout. Then the shadow will go in. You go for the police. But give me ten minutes in there before you call Weston. Nearly midnight, boys. Could be Lawton ain't gonna show. So show, Loki. Shouldn't be polite to keep us waiting. Hold it. Car coming up the hill. But they told you, Loki. Lawton wouldn't disappoint us if they're polite. Besides, it ain't Loki. 
Just about on time, cousin. Oh, yeah. Just about. That's good. You got something for me, Lorton? Why, uh, I haven't got the money. Oh. He hasn't got the money, Loki. No money. That's bad. Well, I, I tried to raise it, but I couldn't. No. Sad, ain't it? Suppose we take a little ride in your car. Let's move over. Look, you'll drive. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll get the money. Tomorrow, maybe. You're the boss. Oh, I'll get in on this side to keep you warm, Lord. You must be cold. You're shivering. You ready, boss? Yeah, look. Let's go. <laughs> Open up, Professor. It's us. Just a minute. Well, well, what's this? Your material, Professor. Here's a boy going to the <laughs> head of his class. <laughs> That's a pretty good boy. Get him inside. <laughs> Take him into Mr. Jordan. He'll be glad to see him. Very well. Mr. Jordan will be no favorite. Take the cover off, Professor. Very well. There. Oh, let me out of here. Let me out, I can't look. I can't. Don't mark up his face, Luke. You will be needing him. Mr. Jordan will be glad to know that. This is Lorton, Mr. Jordan. He's come to relieve you. Tonight you can arrest. You hear that, Mr. Jordan? Poor Mr. Jordan is waiting so long to die. So long. Let me, let me out of here. Hold him, Loki. I thought I told you to close the door when you came in, Loki. I did, boss. The wind must open. Well, Professor, how do you like the new subject? <laughs> Good, Ed. It'll be interesting to work with. When do we perform the operation? Oh, go now, Professor. professor. Oh. I'll I've got the money. I'll... Don't worry, Lawton. They're not going to take your head. <laughs> Listen to Mr. Jordan. He's talking. What's the idea, Professor? I, I didn't hurt him to do that, Rocco. Maybe it's time for me to have my revenge on you, Rocco. Shut the head up, Professor. I can't. I'll shut it up. <laughs> you should know you can't kill the living head, Rocco. Incredible. Incredible. Rocco, I'm getting out of here. Nobody gets out of here, Luki. Who are you? You're not the head. Who are you? I'm the shadow. I've come to take vengeance. Put up that gun, Rocco. I'll kill you, Professor. This is a flame. No, no, Rocco, don't. I said put up that gun, Rocco. What was that? Something knocked the gun out of my hand. Stop it. Let's get out of here. Don't move. Grab that gun on the floor, Lawton. Keep them here till the police arrive. It wouldn't do to have the police find the shadow here. <laughs> uh, whatever it was, it's gone. What are you waiting for, Luffy? Huh? What do you mean? You need a blueprint? You got a rod. Take them. Shut up, you. Don't move your hand any closer to that pocket, Lucy. Take him, I told you. Keep away from that gun, Lucy. Well, you just talked your gunsel into suicide, Rocco. Now, maybe you'd like to try something. All right, take him now, Oh, it's you, Lawton. What is all this? Well, here are your kidnappers, Commissioner Weston. This one's the leader of the gang. That one was the strong-arm man. And over there's the professor. Head of the terror department. Oh, well. I had you all wrong, Lawton. I thought you were scared. Breaking up this gang single-handed took plenty of courage. To tell you the truth, Commissioner, it wasn't exactly single-handed.
Where Ken Martin saved Margot and the gang's completely broken up. It looks as if Rocco is going to get a speedy trial. I certainly hope so. But you know, Lamont, there's still one thing you've never explained. That horrible living head. What was that? Well, the kidnappers preyed on the minds of their victims with a hoax that was based on scientific fact. They made them believe they'd been able to keep the head of one of their victims alive. How awful. Of course, Russian scientists have been able to keep a dog's head alive. That's when I talked with Dr. Rushenoff, I knew they couldn't do it with a human head. But darling, they saw it move. They said it was alive. A half-light of the hideout, it did look alive, Margot. But it was actually only a very realistic wax imitation, adroitly manipulated by the man known as the Professor. What a cruel, terrible trick. Well, it's typical of the kind of men who kidnap. The state isn't going to give much clemency to killers like that. When Rocco and his gang do come to trial, Margot, you and I are going to be right in the front row of that courtroom. Rocco Vitale, in accordance with the verdict reached by the jury, I hereby sentence you to die in the electric chair at the state penitentiary. And may God have mercy on your soul. Copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications Incorporated. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. This was one of the creepiest episodes I've ever heard from On the Shadow. I mean, at the end, they simulated the electric chair. 
And the whole premise of a dead head that's alive it really seems far-fetched. Lamont mentions Russian scientists doing it with a dog's head, which turns out is a true story. In 1940, a video was released of a video from 1928 supposedly showing a reanimated head of a dog reacting to stimuli. And yes, if you go online and search Russian scientist keeps dog head alive, you'll be able to watch it yourself. Just be warned. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.